Hello G&Divas, we're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. Next Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexofmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexofmyboss.com slash cinema. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And welcome to Help I Sexted My Boss, the podcast where we help you navigate the challenges of modern life. Aiming to answer your 21st century questions and find those solutions to everyday dilemmas. Like, what do you do if you can't get the cling film in your rap master? And what's the best technique for winning a staring contest? And what should you do if you've accidentally sexted your boss? But we're not your usual agony ants, are we? William Hansen, the UK's leading etiquette expert. No, we're not Jordan North. I'm more Ritz Hotel. You're more Ritz Cracker. That's from Amy. I think we've had that one before, but I do like it. It's a good one. Sorry about the noise there. Ben just stomping his way in. Um, Thank you. Oh, look, I, it's dripping. I would, never have a, I would never have cheese on a Ritz Cracker. Would you not? No, I'm really into Jacob's Wheat Crackers at the moment. Jacob's Wheat? Yeah. Where do you stand on a Bath Oliver? A Bath Oliver biscuit? What's one of them? It's a it's a very large cheese biscuit. Oh, is that the digestives? Mm, a Bath Oliver's slightly different. Oh. I, I See, I'm quite particular with my crackers. Are you? I do like a Revita. Okay. <laughs> I do. Revita do a good range of crackers. But when you get them... <laughs> when you get... They're not sponsoring me. When you get them from work and you just want a bit of a Levensies, you know, before your tea... Elevens is a little Revita with some Philly light and ham on, a bit of tomato. Keeps right. you going. Any yeah. particular brand of ham? Sainsbury's own, even though. Billy Bear. What? Billy Bear. Oh, Billy can Bear. you remember when you made me try Billy Bear ham mm. back in my old flat for series one or two? God, it was the most disgusting thing no, I've ever eaten. No, it's not. Billy Bear, don't get me started. I've not had it for ages. I mean, I'm not that fussy about what I put in my mouth, but that Billy Bear ham was disgusting. Did I ever tell you? I probably did. How we got mm. onto it? When if we went to supermarket and we were good, my mum used to open like Billy Bear ham and like feed us like seals. <laughs> it probably you, Bradley, Dominic, and Ryan. Because you used to get it cut. You used to get it cut before it was actually in the packet. So you could get it cut in the supermarket. So she'd get some cut and then like. 
before she paid mm. for it. Yeah. No. Feed us it if no. we're good. No, I don't like that. And it, right. What? You and Wendy have got some beef at the moment, <laughs> haven't you? We've got some ham. I think you're fine. Oh, you've got some. <laughs> is there something going on? Well, after she, called me a, after she called me a bitch. Have you, on Friday's uh, bonus, we found out my mum, I rung my mum and she went, how's William still a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Wendy, that was very funny. Should we have a gin and debate? Yes. Henley gin. Henley gin, indeed. Oh. Uh, lots of people always ask, what's the best gin? Eddie. I've said, yeah, as long as it's unflavoured. None of those sort of new, sort of weird, strawberry flavour, elderflower. Yeah. Prosecco infused gin. Or no, just we well, might change our mind until someone pays us and spot a gin company. No, we won't. Us. That's the day that I. It's got to be a London dry gin. Basically, that's what we want. Henley gin, lovely part of the world, Henley. I'd like to propose a toast to Dan and Emily, lovely people, and they're some of producer Ben's friends. In fact, when I say some, they're his only two. <laughs> Two of producer Ben's friends are getting married at the end of this week, and producer Ben has been asked to be a witness. What, in court? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's when you go and sign the register. Being a witness? Yeah, separate to the wedding. <laughs> and it's just the legal thing, just to go, yes, they did actually get married, I saw them do it, as it were. Uh, that sort of thing. I so Ben is a witness. He'd sing like a canary, wouldn't he? Dan and Emily... Dan and Emily. Many happy returns. Many happy returns. May you have many, many years of happiness once Ben leaves. Uh, as always, if you need our help with something, then we'd love it if you got in touch. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at sextedmyboss.com or you can tweet us or send us a message on Instagram at sextedmyboss or you can write to William, who in the fullness of time promises a handwritten reply on one of our luxury greeting cards with executive self-seal envelopes. Addresses on the website sextedmyboss.com. How has your week been, Jordan? Yeah, thanks for asking. Um, I was up last night till midnight cleaning the house. Oh, why? I don't know why. Is your mum coming? No, I just decided before I went to bed that the house needed cleaning, so I was bleaching my bathroom till midnight last night. Right. Then back up at six o'clock and decided to make banana bread. <laughs> you decided to make banana bread? Yeah, so... Wow, is it 2020 all of a sudden? I don't know why. I was... Yeah, I'm, I'm on one at the moment. Okay. Mm. Well, good on you. Yeah. As long as you didn't get any bleach in the banana bread. No, I didn't get bleach in the banana bread. They uh, offered me some banana bread downstairs when I arrived um, in the nice cafe. I've got a great banana bread recipe, if you want it. It's What's from, in it? It's from the Sunday Brunch Cafe in Islington. I bought the book in lockdown. Okay. And it's fantastic. Right? It's very up your street. Yeah, it takes ages to get into that cafe. I've always wanted to go. And you put bananas in it. A couple Stop. of... Stop. And, um, and some... Uh, um, dates dates yeah mm -hmm. and cinnamon oh, it's yeah. and they teach you how to make cinnamon butter and stuff it's a great recipe well get some butter get yeah. some cinnamon melt yeah. it together do you think this is the borderline ADHD what being making banana bread up until 12 and then I mean I love cleaning don't get me wrong but I would not be doing it at midnight yeah, I just I couldn't get I was like right, it's bugging me I need to I need to do it now mm. so I did everything Bleach the sink, you name it, did it all. So, yeah, did that. Okay, so that's really been the highlight of your week. Also, as well, this might be something to do with it. Now, coffee. Yes. We have very different opinions on coffee. We're both coffee lovers, aren't yes. we? Yes, and Jordan has got a weird... You like very strong coffee, and actually you are the sort of person who likes their food and drink to hurt them. Yes. Particularly coffee. When we were away at the Holiday Cottages a few weeks ago, Mikey and I had the filter coffee. You ordered some. It's a really nice cup of coffee. You can taste the notes. You were like, oh, it's like piss. No, oh, I hate it. 
You ordered their Americano. I find Americanos generally far too strong. And you're like, oh, that's proper coffee. It actually blows your head off. Yeah. And then at home, you just chuck in all, all this coffee. So I actually use number five, which is the espresso blend. So it'll usually say when you buy it, espresso coffee, okay. which is meant to be a shot. I will say this again. If you are buying coffee that has numbers on it, it is not good coffee. Well, I went to the supermarket recently and I, I bought, I didn't know they did it, I bought number seven, right? <laughs> and this week, and as I'm speaking to you, William, I am mm. absolutely off my tits, <laughs> honestly. And how many cups of coffee do you normally have a day? Two big mugs in the morning. Okay. Black cups of coffee, black coffee. So that's four cups, basically. Call the cops, I am off my chops. It's honestly, I have this when I wake up, I'm gurning by 10 o'clock. I'm gurning? Mm. Right, I'm yeah. doing funny things with your mouth. So, like, I found my, I'm at number seven, but I'm worried it's a bit like drugs. Like, yeah. would you, because once you have a bit, well, is that it now? I'm going to be like going to Backstreet Dealers, well, getting number 20 coffee. <laughs> you are confusing your taste buds. And you're not confusing them, you are destroying them, you're burning them off. And that's probably why you now need number seven coffee, because you've done number five for so long and made it far too strong mm -hmm. that actually you've become accustomed to the taste. Proper. I don't like that stuff you have and that filter one we had was just wasn't, wasn't, wasn't for me. Mm. But yeah, that's my week. I've been making banana bread, cleaning till midnight and uh, I'm off my chops on coffee. Okay, well, maybe. And, and again, I sort of talked about this last week since someone suggested to me, because I was getting a few caffeine shakes wait at least 90 minutes from getting up to having your first cup of coffee and it does make a difference. You don't crash in the middle of the day then. Do you? Mm, it does really? make a difference. I should try that actually, shouldn't it's I? It's a real discipline and trust me, you are like, like even I will still be thinking like, oh, I really just want coffee, I just want coffee. But just do other stuff, go and be proactive, do a shower you change. You need to warm something though, don't you, to wake you up. <laughs> oh, come on, grow up. <laughs> Okay, I'll try that. I, I don't drink much because I've cut back because I do get a crash. I only have two in the morning, then one, maybe two in the afternoon. And you don't do milky coffees, do no, you? I have, no, I have an espresso now in the afternoon. Espresso in the afternoon? Yeah, because I sit on TikTok. This Good Itali God! This Italian one was like, Hey, I live at Ricci. Why are you all uh, in, uh, in America and in Britain uh, drinking a um, uh, flat white? Uh, and, 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 uh, um, uh, what's the other one called? Latte? Latte, that's a morning drinker. You just need an espresso. Did you know in, um, in Italy it's very bad form to have a cappuccino after 11 o'clock? Yeah, 11 a.m. Yeah. That's what the video is about. Oh, okay. That was the whole thing. So it's a, it's a morning coffee, isn't it? Because it's Cappuccino milky. is for morning, yeah. So they have espresso or black Americano, which is basically an espresso just with hot water in. Oh, okay. Did you not know that? What? An Americano. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah that's why it's too strong. Yeah. Sorry, I was, my brain was on a coffee shop in Paris I went to. I feel like we've talked about coffee a lot here. We do coffee a lot on this podcast. Let's crash on. How's your week been? Uh, yes, fine. I went and saw my friends Imogen and Matt for, and they're, they're lovely kids. How for many friends do you have? A lot. You do have a lot of friends. And uh, anyway, we went and had a, had a lovely meal. And uh, going over in where we were, by the river, which is very nice, and sort of over in a sort of a private area of the, the hotel we were in, there was a obviously a surprise party going on. So lots of people, about 30 people had gathered. And obviously the, the person who was being surprised arrived and was obviously clearly incredibly emotional about it. And, you know, oh, wow, this is amazing. And was sort of doing all the sort of hyperventilating act. And all 30 of the guests, I looked over to it, were filming her hyperventilating. And it just was a sea of phones. And that's clearly all she could see was just everyone filming it. And I thought, not everyone needs to film that. 
she's not going to look through all 30 videos of her hyperventilating. It just needs one person to film it. Just like Black Mirror. So my suggestion for people with surprise parties, get one person to film it and everyone else to be there sort of, you know, clapping, cheering, rather than filming it. It was, it was actually borderline depressing. Uh, yeah. I just thought that poor woman, and they're, all they're doing is filming it. Organise it a bit better. Have you ever had a surprise party? Have I had a surprise party? Mm, I've had surprises for my birthday, but I wouldn't call it... Like my, when my parents... Mikey arranged for my parents and James to surprise me a couple of times. It was more of a shock. But I've, I've had that. But I wouldn't say I've walked in... Correct me if I'm wrong, everyone, but I don't think I've walked in and people have gone, surprise! I dread it. You know, like you see on sitcoms or the adverts, you yeah. a surprise party at your house, you come through, and it's slagging someone off, or you went straight to go and have a poo or something like that, and mm. everyone was like, hearing you. <laughs> uh, I just, I dread it. Yes, I think... I think Walking and going, hey! Some people love it, some people hate it. <gasps> I am in the process, I know we are months and months and months away, I'm in the process of planning... Why is producer Ben changing his socks? Sorry. Why are you taking his sock off? I've got my toe. Oh, his my toe. toe. Oh, my toe. What are you doing? Oh, he broke his toe. Running? Yeah. Or Told some... you that bloody running club a bit deaf, yeah? Stubbing my toe. He stubbed his toe. Oh, did you? Oh, have you seen that Australian bloke who stubbed his toe? That was the funniest video ever. Have you not seen it? Oh, I've got to find it. He stubs his toe <laughs> <laughs> it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. I've got to show you this. He stubs his toe. Sorry. Watch this. It's the funniest. Oh, you fucking, fucking thing. Fuck me in the fucking ass. It's quite sweary. Yeah. It's how nice In Australia, that means hello. That's so funny. Sorry. Sorry. Anyway, so you stood to tell, we played that ad. Right, we were in, I can't remember what we were in the middle of of doing. Oh, months in advance, but I am beginning to plan my 35th birthday celebration. Oh, okay. Because as I mentioned last Tuesday's episode, obviously I've got this potential operation coming up. Yes. So I'm also planning something for me to look forward to. So it can sort of, you know, distracts me from... I mean, looking's a great word. (laughs) What? Oh, how fitting. What? Oh, we'd be so sweet. With me being deaf in one ear and you being blind in one eye. <laughs> oh, we could get you a little pudsy bear patch. <laughs> oh. You on your little 35th birthday with a little pudsy bear. Oh, you'd be so adorable. <laughs> what, with me being deaf in one ear and you potentially blind in one eye? And Ben not being able to speak. Yeah. Um, also, it's, have you got Ben's 30th birthday? It's, is mm-hmm. it a surprise? No, it's not a surprise. Oh, thank God for that. I shit myself. Because <laughs> Kat sent it. It's not a surprise anymore. Oh, have you got Ben's 30th birthday party? Yes, oh, I do already have arrangements for that. I know, yeah. But... Do you know about this? I think he's a bit out of order. It's Ben's 30th in December. Yeah. He's booked a pub. And yes. you're going... To the gay panto. Oh. I'm, 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 I'm going to come afterwards. Can't you just... Ca- I think, personally, I think you should cancel the panto. Yeah. I do. Mm. I do. I think he's, he's yeah, one of your best friends. Yeah, but we've already bought the tickets. Sell him on. He's one of your best friends. You can go another time. I'm, I'm just going to say. That's my personal opinion there. Well, okay. Anything else you want to talk about this week? Uh, no, I think that's it, really. Can we watch the Australian stubbing his toe one more time? No. No. After, afterwards, in the break. It's so funny. It's not that funny. It's so funny. It is. Okay. Uh, I get, I'm also talking for Australians now. I'm getting lots of requests for Australian media at the moment. 
great. Well, yeah, I know, but... Would you ever go swimming in the Australian Sea? No. It's I wouldn't one... go swimming in any sea. It's... Would you not? No. I love swimming in the sea. No. I just couldn't go. You never know what's underneath you. Mm. Snakes, sharks, spiders. Do snakes are in the sea? No, but They're in rivers. In general. I, couldn't... I wouldn't be able to sleep in a hotel room knowing a snake could get in. Hmm. No, so, yeah, anyway. Should we do your etymetica before the uh, listeners' questions? Yes, here's the jingle. It's William, William, the etiquette geek. His knowledge, knowledge, is quite unique. He'll give you manners, manners, a subtle tweak. It's time for William's etiquette, etiquette, etymology of the week. This week, I'm going to tell you why do we call saucers, as in a teacup and saucer, saucers? If we scrap in George's Jolly Joke of the Week, this is going as well. <laughs> we'll uh, no, tell... but people like this. Uh, I agree, people do. Sorry. <laughs> um, we'll tell you why saucers are called saucers after these messages. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. Okay, Gene Davis, thanks for sticking with us. It's time for William's Etiquette of the Week. Why are saucers called saucers? Well, whilst teacups have existed in China for hundreds of years, they were standalone items and had no sauce. And for those that have been to China or gone to Chinese restaurants, you'll know that they're, they still exist. The Chinese teacups, the gai wuns, they're sort of just little, little pots, like big egg cups, but without the foot. Anyway, when tea arrived in Europe in the 17th century, uh, not only was it seen as new and exotic, but it was incredibly expensive. And there were lots of strict rules that evolved about around serving tea. And it wasn't considered good form to hand over. If you poured, if the lady of the house poured the tea for someone, to hand over the teacup touching the rim because germs and hygiene and people, even in the 17th century, were, were fussy about uh, germs because it was then going to touch the lips when you drink it. So 
they adopted a small round dish that sat underneath the teacup that enabled the hostess to pass it to her guests without touching the cup. There were no handles on teacups at this point either, we should say, so oh. handles came later. Um, and these small round dishes took on various names, depending on where you were. In Germany, they were called untertasse, under cup. In France, it was soucoupe, under cup. In Italian, piatina, meaning little plate. But in England, we said saucer. And why we said that is because in Britain, these small round dishes that they were using, and they weren't purpose-made for teacups, uh, were familiar to everyone because uh, at that point, we used small round dishes in metal or wood for uh, sauce, literally for sauces. You would put your... I'm not going to say Bernays sauce because I'm not sure they had Bernays sauce back then. But, for example, the equivalent of a Bernays sauce or a ketchup Mayonnaise. was in this deeper dish for literally for sauce. And they sort of multipurposed and married that up and said, oh, you know, we'll pass this teacup on a saucer. And that's oh. why they're called saucers, even though sauce now doesn't go in. Oh, a saucer. Okay. So they put actual sauce in the cup. Yes. but in, they, the, in the cup? No, not in the cup. In the actual Flames. dish that was oh. a saucer. But it wasn't specifically for teacups. And then over time, they thought, well, we'll create special dishes similarly shaped mm -hmm. for teacups. Why are they called flying saucers? <laughs> That's a type of confectionery, isn't it? No. Oh, you mean in... Unidentified flying... Objects. Yeah, but they're called flying saucers, aren't they? Well, because they're sort of saucer shape, aren't they? Well, they're sort of round and they go up. Well, you could do that for your etymology of the week. I'll clear my diary. Okay. I'll do that. Anyway, so they're called saucers because they used to have sauce in them, but they don't anymore. It's basically what I could have said. Well, it's very interesting. Thank you very much. Shall we go on to the Distance Dilemmas? Let's do it! This one is from Alexandra. Hi, William and Jordan. A colleague I became friends with got married two years ago, and my present to her was a gift card. Fast forward two years, and the gift card has been found in a work bag by another colleague. She obviously put it in there and forgot to take it out, but has since left the business, so the bag was handed to someone else. The colleague who found it has now contacted me to say she will return it back to me. The gift card is still valid. Question is, do I give the gift card to the original intended giftee, or just keep it for myself? Alexandra. Alexandra, you're a good person that you're asking this question, because most people would have just gone and spent it themselves, and I think you should. Yeah. I think you should. I and mean, if... If Unless you're, you're really close and still in touch. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah. Yeah, and if if you if she left it and she didn't and she did forget about it, clearly I don't hate to say this to Alexandra, probably didn't mean that much to her. Um, but yes, if you are still in contact with her, I would say you return it to her somehow. No, it'll just spend it. Can I just say as well? Yes. People like turn their nose up at gift cards. I love a gift card. You know, people say, it's a bit thoughtless. No, it's not. I think it can be thoughtless when it's a generic one. I got I think you a John Lewis one for your engagement. Yes, but that's good because that's not generic because I shop in John Lewis and I, there are lots of things. But when it's like this, you can use it anyway gift card. That's the ones I get for people at work and stuff because then they can use it anywhere. I've never seen one of them. <laughs> I mean, for my proper colleagues. Right. I got a Greg's one once. I was buzzing. 50 quid on Greg's. It took I'll me about buy you two the shop. I know, it took me two years to spend. Seriously. <laughs> Honestly, it was brilliant. I didn't pay for Greg's for about 18 months. All buzzing. Well, You've gone proper northern talking about Greg's. <laughs> yeah. that Jordan has certain trigger topics that if you talk about certain <laughs> things, he will become Jordan North, We've not got, Jordan South. Give me another topic then. The British Museum. I absolutely love the museum. <laughs> It's a fantastic piece of art and culture around in uh, central London. Uh, Sean Deitch. Best manager we've ever bloody had. Let me tell you that, right? <laughs> I'm telling you now. I am telling you now. He's best manager we've ever had. 
He's cracking. Right? Phantom of the Opera. Never seen that. Oh, okay. Benedictine. All right, I'm not performing monkey. <laughs> I, get, I get your point. I get your point. Uh, this is from Emma. Hi, Jordan, William and EPB. My partner and I recently adopted a rescue puppy. We asked our landlord for permission and they requested we give the neighbours below a heads up. While they were incredibly difficult at first, we eventually found a compromise which involved us buying more carpet and floor soundproofing in the flat. In short, we spent a lot of money to appease them. They told us we've been excellent neighbours as we're quiet, clean, respectful and take pride in our home. However, since we got the puppy, it's been a bit tense. The puppy has been incredible, sleeping all night and rarely making any noise. Regardless, they sent us a text exaggerating that she had been barking and distracting them on calls, which simply isn't true. So we sent a polite note back explaining that she is in fact as quiet as a mouse. And then one night I went for a walk outside, only to step in something warm and squishy. A bag of poop which was placed directly in front of our doorstep. Needless to say, it's certainly not ours or our dogs. We're almost certain it's our downstairs neighbours who have put it there, falsely assuming it's our dogs. These are the same people who once told us they'd looked into our flat through the letterbox, and the other neighbours generally agree they're a couple of Karens. Do I confront them and explain it's not our dog's poop, or just ignore it and not give them the satisfaction? They love any excuse to complain, reasonable or not. Plus, we have no actual proof aside from no one else knowing we have a dog, uh, and we ask the other neighbours. I know you said you wouldn't do any more poop dilemmas, but I hope for the sake of our very cute dog and my sanity, you'll make an exception. Thanks, Emma. Yeah, go round. Go round and give them what for, Emma. How would you... Do you want to roleplay this? If I be the Karen neighbour and you be Emma? Yeah, OK. All right. Sometimes you've got to go round. I've said it before. Get your leggings on. Tie your hair up. Channel your inner Wendy and give them what for. Give it to me then. One moment. Oh, hello, Emma. That... Is not my dog shit. <laughs> I know my dog shit when I see my dog shit, and I am telling you now that is not my dog shit. And another thing, that do- I sound like Michael Caine. And another thing, <laughs> that dog is as quiet as a mouse. It's not my dog that's making that noise and leaving dog shit everywhere. So, next time you decide to leave dog shit on my doorstep, I'll rub it in your pissing nose, love. All right? <laughs> you say love at end of the sentence. All right. I said, all right. Okay. Thank you. I'm so sorry. You didn't throw out much of a fight, William. I like your potpourri and your thingy. What have you got My there? My what? Potpourri. What's it potpourri. called? Potpourri. Potpourri. <laughs> then you say something like that. <laughs> Smells nice. Anyway. No, probably shouldn't be that threatening. No, it's a little bit aggressive. It was a little bit aggressive. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Emma, I would, I would say you want to try to rise above it. I think you don't want to sink to their level. No, I think you should go around and just... I think genuinely, seriously, you should go around and say, look, can we, can we just talk about this? Because I don't say... I don't think the dog's making that much noise. Can you tell me when? And then you can say, actually, we're in the house at that time. Or maybe you're not in the house at that time and it is barking. Or you go, next time you hear it, please record it and play it yeah, to us. Yeah, just speak to him properly. And then we can discuss. Speak to him properly. We have to complain about our dogs, mm. our neighbour's dog. He's barking constantly. Do you know what you could do? This is a little bit extreme and a bit expensive, unless you find a friend to take the dog. Remove the dog for like a week or two weeks from the house. Like get someone else to look out, check them into kennels, give them to a friend. And then if within the week they go, well, that dog's been so loud, you can go, fun fact. Hasn't been in the house for an yeah. entire week. We complained, but apparently all the other neighbours had, so the council went round and gave him an order. So they got another dog to stop it from barking when they were at work. That seems counterproductive. Which goes to my point is, I would love a dog. Yeah. I would love a dog, but 
it wouldn't be fair because they'd just be an household on, on their own all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, true. I, my neighbours, Tom and Leanne, get very wound up if their dog barks and, and they, they are conscious of disrupt. Mm. you know, they don't want to disrupt the neighbours. And to be fair, Heidi doesn't bark that much, that's the dog. Um, but, yeah, I know people do do really worry about it, but you, you sometimes you can't help it. A dog's a dog. Wendy wanted me to correct you as well. She's not flying Frank round with mop and bucket. It's just one of those squirty mops. Oh, they're good, those. Yeah, yeah. it's just one of those squirty mops. And how is Frank? He's all right. She did try, and a lot of people messaged saying you want to put a nappy on him, but he's too... Too skinny for it, it slips off. So. <laughs> That's a shame. You sick bastard. Where'd you get your fucking kicks? Casualty. Casualty. <laughs> What? Did Wendy say something about William laughing at Frank? Oh, that's maybe where it started. The <laughs> Wendy beef. Because you laughed at Frank. No, I didn't laugh at Frank. No, you I were... laughed at the image of your mother following your dog, or indeed anything, round with a mop and bucket. She's following around with a mop and bucket. She's usually got a dishcloth in her hand, but at the moment it's a mop. It just gets up and pisses everywhere. Bless him. <laughs> that's just Frank. Mm. She puts something that sleeps in the shower now as well. Oh. Fucking hell. He's <laughs> got a little bedding shower. Oh. Just wipes it down. That's, well, it's very practical. Yeah. It's like one of those, you know, baby mats he sleeps on now, so he can mm -hmm. wipe it down. Anyway. This one's from Bob. Dear William Jordan. He's not the only one. Frank's not the only one that's been pissing himself in the North household. Oh yeah, you used to wet yourself. Didn't I know you? she's had a she's had a lifetime of dealing with pissy people, my mum. <laughs> she has. <laughs> Poor cow. <laughs> she did me and I were done. Do you know she always says we went to Butlins, yeah, and she said she spent half of a <laughs> half the holiday going to laundrette drying piss stained sheets and stuff in Butlins wow. laundrette, coping with your urological spasms. Mm. This is from Bob. Dear William Jordan, EPP and Diego, I've got a short and sweet one for you. Tell us more. If someone sits opposite you on a train, what do you do? Where do you look? Any help would be appreciated. Kind regards, Bob. Avoid eye contact and crotch contact. Crotch contact? Well, don't look down at the crotch, do you? Well, hopefully there's a table in, in the way. That's why God invented mobile phones and books. Or magazines. Mm. Yeah, I probably wouldn't... I think you sort of, as they take their seat, if you're already there, Bob, you sort of go, hello. And make eye contact with what them. What do you but do? I, hello. Don't say hello to someone like that when you're sitting opposite them. Why? What, what was wrong with that? Might as well be like, hello. Hello. And then, and that's all you need to say? Just say, oh yeah, or just a... Yes, you, you sort of pull that face. And actually, fun fact, when people give you what we call the tight-lipped smile, so like this, Jordan. Oh yeah, what is that? That's basically like, they don't want to say anything, or they have an opinion but they're not saying it, oh. and they don't actually want to speak. So you can interpret them. Just that, like, middle-class boy smile, innit? You normally see that tight-lipped smile on women when you ask their opinion about another woman. So if I said to uh, Wendy, oh, what do you think of Sheila, just a random person? And she goes, oh, she's really nice. Well, let me stop you there, because she wouldn't. No, OK, well, maybe Wendy's <laughs> that was a, a bad, bad example. example here. But if she's a woman... Like, how long have you got? If a woman has an opinion about another woman, they don't want to share it, they will often give a tight lip smile. Okay. It shows that they do have an opinion, but they don't want to say it. Tight lip smile. Yeah. So anyway, going back to the train, I would sort of make eye contact, acknowledge their existence, but yes, I wouldn't then stare at them once they're, they're sitting in their seat. 
Okay, next one. Crashing through these, aren't we? This is from Lydia. What that market name? Is it? Well, uh, hi, William. I, don't, I didn't mean any disrespect there, what? Lydia. I know yes, Lydia. I, I know loads of Lydia's. I've never thought of it being upmarket. I know Lydia's too, and I think they're quite upmarket. Lydia Hawksworth from Keeping Up Appearances. Who's that? One of the rival neighbours, series five. Hi, William Jordan, EPB. Should I forgive my partner for betraying my trust and watching the season finale of a TV show we've been watching together? Mm -hmm. We started watching a popular reality TV show together a few weeks ago. It's not a show he has previously been interested in, and he got hooked after the first episode. The last few weeks have been bliss. We had a little routine of making dinner and then getting the next oh, episode on. Oh, there's no better than when you're into a good series, is there? However, I had a work night on the release day, so we agreed to watch it the day after. The next day came along and I noticed that the episode had already been watched. That's a rookie mistake. Uh, the treachery still boils my blood. The worst bit was he didn't even have the guts to tell me he did it. Now I need to know if my anger is justified and if I should forgive him despite his obvious untrustworthy nature. Also, how can I get my revenge? All ideas welcome. Kind regards, Lydia. Shit in his shoes. <laughs> it's a bit extreme. No, I'm joking. Um, it, it is treacherous, that. It's really bad. I mean, I'd rather that than they had an affair. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things. Fair enough, but it's, there's, like, I can also see his side because if your other half goes away and you're watching stuff together, mm. there's nought to watch. You're like, there's nought, it's always typical. There's nought to watch. What do you and Mikey watch together? Everything. We've, yeah, we've watched most things. We've just finished Only Murders in the Building, series three. Is Love it. That? Love it. Uh, we are, we're watching the Laura Koonsberg thing on your recommendation. Very good. Yes, the documentary. Love and Death is really good as well on okay, ITV. Okay, haven't done that. Mary-Kate and Ashley are in it, or one of them. Mary-Kate and Ashley? <laughs> yeah. Two of a kind, though. It's their sister. It's fantastic. It's about a murder in Texas. Oh, it's good. Okay. Um, Lydia's partner, I would say, top tip for you, just, I haven't done this myself, if you are going to get ahead, create a separate profile on the, let's just say How Netflix. How many times have you done this? Then you can watch it and then you delete that profile. Don't watch it. You've clearly watched it on Lydia's or your shared profile. Create another profile, watch it, delete it. It's just my wow. advice. That's... You are wow. next level sneaky. I've never, no, no. You'd be great at having an affair, you. <laughs> You'd never get caught. Uh, I've never done that, but I have thought about doing it before just a suggestion okay wow yeah um, i don't think that's that it's bad. quite treacherous lydia i mean in the grand scheme of things it really isn't no but, um, yeah just you'll find ways of getting his own back and i would just do what most people do and don't let it slide for two years and you know, when you're out like at christmas markets having a lovely day and he says oh we're having such a lovely day and go yeah, it'd be better if you didn't watch that bloody episode without me. That kind of Revenge is a dish best served cold. Never got that. I'd I just sit on it for a while, as it were, and bring it out and go, and you're not having that because blah, 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 I'm taking my revenge now. Okay. That's what I'd do. This is from Philip. Dear William, Jordan and Ben, I drink tea out of a mug. Sorry, William, both at home and in the office. At home, I drink various kinds of tea, so naturally I wash my mug out after each use. At the office, I only drink English breakfast tea, and remembering advice I heard once to never wash a teapot because the residue helps to season the next brew, I don't wash my work mug, and the inside is nearly black. Lovely. Today, a colleague who saw it suggested I wash the mug, and I told them about the teapot seasoning advice. The mug never leaves my office, and the inside is rarely seen by others and even less frequently remarked upon but i want to know am i right about the teapot thing can that advice be transferred to mugs is there etiquette on the cleanliness of private mugs which remain in the office yours faithfully 
Philip. Mean sincerely, but yours faithfully, Philip. Oh, mug gate is the thing. At the BBC, we don't really have mugs. Oh, really? It's the first workplace I've ever worked at where no one has their own personal mug because they're all like white, just plain white porcelain ones. Right. How posh did I sound then? Porcelain. Porcelain yeah. ones. <laughs> porcelain ones. The plain white porcelain ones, darling. So, um, yeah, it's Muggate at, at Rock FM in Preston because most mm. of them were Preston fans. I had a Burnley mug. They used to hide it all the time. It used to piss me off because it was like footy banter. Yeah, it's hilarious. How um, are you getting on with your big gay mug that I got you for your birthday? He's called Mikey. <laughs> God. I'll, have, I'll give you that one, you little shit. I'll give you that one. Oh, good eye. Oh, one of your best ones, my little flower pot. Oh, he is good. He's very quick. He's very quick. Also, I've been thinking of, like, obviously, after our lovely weekend away with you and yeah. Mikey, I, I probably do need to change my impression of him. Because I actually think if I could come up with one that's a bit more like him, I could be funnier. Because he's, he's literally not like the stereotypical builder I make him out to be. No. I actually love him to bits, you do. I know, know. I, well, I'm relatively fond of him as well. And you notice when whether we're together, me and Mikey always end up sitting next to each other. Yes. Because we're always like, you'll be down away and we'll always just get little... Birds of a feather. We'll always just get little lines in and little dicks. Yeah. at me normally. Oh, I'll give you that one. Anyway. Anyway, yes. So going back to Philip's letter, teapots, yes, generally, you might swill out the teapot with water... But some people say fairy liquid on teapots, you know, or washing up liquid, whatever, probably don't. If it's a silver teapot, definitely sort of just sort of rinse it out rather than using um, washing up liquid. But I would say with a mug, I would wash that out. I don't really think that's... You don't prepare tea in the mug necessarily, so I would, I, I would wash that. It sounds absolutely horrific, Philip. I'm a little teapot. Short and stout. Here's my handle, here's my spout. When you tip me over, hear me shout. Tip me up and pour me out. Any more for any more? No, that's it. We're through. We're spent. Oh, okay. Any uh, village notices? Village notices. Church notices. Are we the village people? Just remember, I know we keep going on about it, but our book is out very, very soon. You can pre-order it. Yes, you can smell it. Less than a month. Pre-order it, and that means if you pre-order it, it will arrive on the release date. I did it with uh, Michael Wolf's one. Who's Michael Wolf? He's wrote about the Murdoch dynasty. Oh, okay. Dynasty. Um, and it arrives on the day it's out. So it won't arrive a week after, it'll arrive on the day it's out, Some, I assume. Yeah, sometimes I pre-ordered things before, and sometimes they arrive like the day before. Well, there you go. Yeah, so you might even get it earlier. Sexedmyboss.com forward slash book. That's book, for those that speak English. As always, remember you can listen every Tuesday. And, oh, by the way... Just before we uh, move on. Now, you know what I'm like when we go on tour and guest lists? Yeah. How many books can we give out for free? Not many. Oh, okay. Zero. Like, you get a free one, I think. I get a free one. Don't be tight. Ben will give it a discount. We can't give out free books. So you want me to charge my mum and dad for a book? Yes, mine have pre-ordered it. one. Oh, you southerners, honestly. You expect me to charge my mum and dad for a book? Yeah. Oh, they'll never live it down. She'd tell everyone. Have you seen our Jordan Lee book? Sales a sale. Charge me for that. Linda, he charged me for that. He did. Well, you tell, you tell them to pre-order it and I'll sign it for them for free. I, they don't want your signature. Oh, God. All you, my family have pre-ordered you it. You never charge family. That's what my mum always says. Well, 
As always, remember you can listen every Tuesday and Friday. You it's can watch us on YouTube on Wednesday. I'm not asking to give everyone anyone, but like a free one from mum and dad and our Ryan and me auntie Mags. <laughs> Here we go. And grandma Glennis. She wants to put one in the library at her school. Oh no, yeah, it probably won't be available. For I wouldn't put it in any school library. Oh yeah, I'm a grandma Glennis. No. And, and Nigel. No. 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 And, uh, no. Bill and Michelle want one as well. Yeah, great. Do you know where they need to go? Sexismyboss.com slash book. You are a ruthless capitalist, William Anderson. They take my mum to Aldi every Tuesday, actually. So if that's not family, I don't know what it is. And they take the dog out when my mum can't... They mop round dog when she's out. They do, they go Should in... Should we and... dedicate the book? Is it too late to dedicate the book to Frank? <laughs> they do. They take her to Aldi on a Tuesday, and when she's out, they'll go and mop round the house after the dog. You can send your tales of trepidation to help at sexmyboss.com. You can tweet us or send us a message on Instagram, sexmyboss, or you can write to William, who in the fullness of time promises a handwritten reply in one of our luxury greeting cards. We have executive self-seal envelopes. The address is on the website, sexedmyboss.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. Hello, g and We're just popping up in case you're deep in episodes from years ago to tell you that very soon you can see us in the cinema. Hello from the future. It's future William and Jordan here. Stop living in the past and get up today. On Tuesday, our show at the London Palladium will be streamed live into cinemas. So if you want an evening full of laughs and outrageous problems and dilemmas, then come along and join us on the big screen. Help as Sex and My Boss Live is showing everywhere and everyone's welcome. Go to sexandmyboss.com slash cinema to get your tickets now. That's sexandmyboss.com slash cinema. 